Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in this evening. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that is already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we'll do our best to get your question on air. Now, as an alternative, for those of you who are on the go, you can't continue to listen online, just call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone, or please, please use your Bluetooth if you are driving around. Are you interested in making changes in your life? significant, well-intended changes, and that's the topic that's up for discussion tonight. My guest, Tony Burroughs, is an author, a storyteller, and the co-founder of the Intenders of the Highest Good, which is a grassroots community movement having intender circles all over the world. Now, he's produced three full-length films and authored nine books most recently, Get What You Want, The Art of Making and Manifesting Your Intentions, which is the one we will be discussing tonight. But 
prior to starting the Intenders community, Tony spent 18 years in the tropical rainforest of Hawaii, avocado farming, and learning conscious manifesting. And shortly after leaving his farm, he and three friends started their first weekly Intenders circle, and that first gathering, albeit humble, had dramatic and life-changing effects that led Tony to his mission of guiding others in the art of conscious manifestation in alignment with the highest good. And we're very, very fortunate that he is able to take time and meet with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. How are you being this evening? I'm just being fine. It's good to be here. Thank you. Oh, you know, I, quite a few years ago, I can't remember how many, I think it was probably, I think I figured this out once with the, the woman I'm talking about. Uh, I learned about the Intenders group. I think it was I think it was 2007, but I'm not positive. And she was doing the Intenders groups every other week at her home. And she introduced me to, you know, the uh, intentions of the highest good and the newsletter and everything that you're doing. And then I was hooked because it really is such a wonderful process. But you were in the rainforest of Hawaii, avocado farming, and you learned conscious manifesting on your own, it seems. How, how exactly did that happen? <laughs> That's a good question in itself. It just, uh, it just sort of happened to me. I was um, I had, uh, very fortunate that I got to spend many, many years, approximately 18 years with a master there in the uh, in the rainforest of Kona, and we talked about every subject you could think of, you know, but a lot of the times we were talking about the law of attraction or the, the laws of precipitation or whatever you want to call them, and uh, and we uh, we just uh, put those uh, uh, things we were learning to uh, practical use by him uh, setting up, uh, uh, let's say, uh, experiences for me uh, to... Uh, so I could get proficient at manifesting, and uh, over a period of many years, that uh, that's what happened. And then uh, after I left Kona and moved over to the other side of the island, I was very fortunate to uh, be sitting in a circle on my uh, girlfriend's back porch at the time, and her name was Betsy, and uh, with, uh, we had two friends visiting, Mark and Tina, and we got talking about how we could uh, just help each other in our lives. And uh, this was in 1994. And... Uh, Somebody mentioned the word intention, and we looked it up in the dictionary, and it said that an intention, T, was a moving toward. So we realized if we're making an intention, we're moving toward that which we desired. And, and uh, I can't tell you how it happened. I just uh, We just started putting intentions and gratitudes in our little circle of four, and lo and behold, the intention started manifesting like crazy for us. And we kept uh, meeting every Sunday evening, and uh, and doing it again and uh, putting more intentions in the circle. They continued to manifest for us, and we told some friends about it, and uh, uh, they joined us. And at the end of a the year, there were nine of us. Uh, every Sunday, we've been putting intentions and gratitudes in our, uh, in our circle. And then, uh, lo and behold, one night, 35 people showed up. And uh, wow. uh, somebody <laughs> from there to the uh, uh, other side of the island, back to the Kona side of the island, and somebody took it from there to the San Francisco Bay Area and up to Saluma. And uh, shortly after that, I took a plane ride over and started uh, uh, meeting people there in the Bay Area and ended up staying and giving many workshops. Uh, and uh, after a year there, there had been there were 17 intender circles in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I came across the country from there, and now there's intender circles in countries I don't even know quite where they are. And uh, I must tell you that before I was started this process, we're... We're as in awe of what happens as anyone because we're just poor everyday people who just want to help each other. And that's beautiful because when things do foster that way, you know it is with, you know, not to be make a pun here, but it is with good intention and it is, it is the highest healing good of everyone out there, which is the way our intentions should be. And they are experiences. It's interesting that you use that phrase that, phrase that he uh, gave you experiences because when you see an intention come to fruition, it truly is an experience. And you just recently mentioned that, you know, when you set an intention, you are reaching out towards something. And one of the things that you say in your book is that what you are reaching toward is also reaching out toward you. That's critical. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's just that's just really critical to know that you're responding to a vibration that is being sent to you as well. Because otherwise, if you were reaching out toward something that wasn't reaching out toward you, you wouldn't be reaching out toward it. Correct. Uh, correct. You, uh, the the reaching is all important. Uh, the reaching and the believing that, of course, that uh, if you reach out, that uh, uh, you'll be uh, uh, reached back toward. So uh, you need to believe that the process works. So that there's a uh, there is that factor with it too, and uh, um, so and it's not just what we reach out toward in terms of the materiality, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of getting new car, new jobs, new relationships, and so forth. Um, what we're uh, what we've realized over a period of many years of doing this, and and starting out with the mundane things like the new refrigerators and so forth, and and. Uh, and manifesting all of that kind of stuff was uh, we wanted to get into the more sublime uh, uh, aspects of manifesting, uh, manifesting more compassion, more uh, tolerance, more patience, and so forth. And and then we also, uh, some of us wanted to be able to uh, connect with our higher selves. And uh, one of the things that happened was in this reaching out, we realized that uh, that uh, there's a whole lot going on, a uh, whole lot more going on in the invisible um uh, than we had previously been led to believe. We found out uh, with a little research that that we perceive less than 1% of what's going on around us in the entire electromagnetic spectrum with our five senses, with our touch and taste and smell and so forth, and that the, that the other 99 plus percent is going on anyway, and that within this 99% uh, are what we have come to find out are uh, invisible beings guides, angels, helpers, whatever you want to call them, uh, there are in, uh, uh, invisible helpers in the, uh, in the, those, those realms, and they also reach out to us in exactly the same measure that we reach out to them. So uh, in uh, our intender circles, after a while, we started reaching out to uh, the invisible helpers, and of course, uh, since we were always uh, saying that in order for our intentions to manifest, they must serve the highest and best good of the universe ourselves, and everyone everywhere, we were we were lined up with the highest good, and we ended up uh, bumping into some uh, very um, wondrous uh, invisible beings who uh, helped us uh, uh, set up the format for our uh, intenders groups because we started to uh, not, we in, we started to intend that we became more uh, intuitive is the word I'd like to use, and, mm-hmm. and many of us did in the process. Well, and I think, too, you're correct in saying you start with the things that are smaller, the sublime, because then if you see the process work, you have more faith and more trust in it and can make it work for other things. And I don't necessarily mean material things, but you can it's, – it's an awareness. You are aware that this does happen because I think it's very important to set intentions, and I believe we all set them constantly but sometimes we just don't know we are doing it so setting intentions with awareness is a whole lot more critical than anyone probably realizes who doesn't set intentions because you you then are manifesting things and you don't know why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, indeed you get you hit the nail on the head we found that those who get up in the morning and set a course for their day by saying their prayers or their affirmations or their intentions, it does not matter which one. They all work. Um, mm-hmm. We found that the people who get up and do that, life goes uh, easier for them. They get the things they want, uh, and uh, everything uh, everything just goes smoother for them. And they bring a consciousness uh, into their lives because when you um, make an intention and then you see the manifestation of it later in the day or in the next uh, couple of days or so, um, why then you put that two and two together, oh yeah, I made that intention there, it manifested for me later on, and you start to uh, begin to build up uh, a trust in the process. And uh, and then that trust, after a while, uh, you get confident with it, and that trust and confidence turns into a knowing, and you just know that whatever it is you're intending is going to manifest for you. But it's also getting rid of the things that you... I'll say accidentally are trying to, you know, say or do or believe. For instance, today I had someone call me and she wasn't having a good day and she said, I'm setting the intentions, I'm being positive, T, I'm doing everything that you told me to do. She says, you know, but 
nothing seems to be panning out. We can't find another employee that we need. We're way behind the, the eight ball. I got sick over the weekend. And as we were talking, finally at one point she said, I just said, you know, I need some downtime. And I said to her, oh, well, there you have it. And she said, what do you mean? I said, you wanted the downtime more than you wanted anything else. So that's what went through. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that to her. I think that she really wanted to not deal with the things quite as much. And so she wanted some downtime. And because that was a more, I don't know if the appropriate word is a forceful intention or a more intense intention, that's what she got. Yeah, let's talk about that for a few minutes because that's you yeah. brought up uh, uh, such an interesting subject, and, and it's basically the subject of doubts and doubts yes. and so forth. Because what she came back with you with is, oh, you know, it just hasn't happened. I need this, and I need this, and this isn't happening. I'm having a bad week, and on and on. And and, uh, and we found that there's usually three reasons why someone's intention isn't manifesting, and the first is what we call the yet factor. Just because something hasn't manifested yet doesn't mean it's not going to manifest. So, <laughs> I found, right, so, so what I've found is that when that's going on, it usually implies that, um, that uh, a person has impatience issues, that they need to be a little more patient and they have to wait a little longer for their thing to come to them, whatever it is. Because uh, the universe works in interesting ways. And, and uh, uh, the second factor is... Uh, the, uh, the the doubt factor actually it's a, it's that little voice in our head that says no you can't have it you don't deserve it you're not worthy of it you can't afford it the, those things you're wanting uh, those uh, those uh, employees she's wanting to hire there's no none of them around we can't find anybody anymore that's skilled in that field and so forth and so on and and, and of course the doubts are very creative they're um, the mind uh, can come up with anything and and um, as long as we continue to hold our attention on the doubts, well, that's what we'll get because those doubts are thoughts, too, just like our original intentions, you see. Mm-hmm. If you give more weight to the doubt and more, uh, give more energy to the doubt, then that's what you're going to get. Uh, and uh, likewise, if you, if you uh, hear yourself saying something that you wouldn't want to manifest in a jillion years, uh, then uh, it's best to override those doubts vehemently. Put more, <laughs> more to the uh, to the override than you do to the original uh, doubt. You see, because that's uh, there's an emotional factor there. If you get too, uh, you know, you've heard about people who uh, who argue on behalf of uh, keeping their limitations. Well, then they get to keep their limitations. You know, so right. If a person uh, argues or really wants to. Uh, put a lot of emotion behind, oh, this really isn't working for me, then they're going to have to put a whole lot more emotion on the uh, on the positive side uh, to get it all turned around because uh, uh, there is that uh, factor of the, of the juice factor, so to speak. Of, uh, and, uh, and the third thing that keeps people from manifesting their intentions sometimes is just what we call the highest good factor. And, again, our group, as you know, T, is called the Intenders of the Highest Good, and, and that's because we... Uh, uh, before any intention, along with any intention, we say that in order for it to manifest, it must serve the highest and best good of the universe, ourselves, and everyone everywhere. And we found that uh, uh, that if, uh, it's easy to align with other people in the manifestation of their intentions if they're saying that, because if it's not for anybody's highest good, it won't manifest. And it sounds like it, uh, and I think that's what you discovered with your friend on the phone, that it probably wasn't in her highest good at this particular moment for uh, for those things to manifest for because she, uh, in her highest good, needed a little time off. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it, too, both, you know, number one being the patience thing, two, or the yet factor, and three being the highest good, really plays very well into divine timing. Would you agree with that? I think it is the same. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yep. And people, I know I have trouble with that. I know my friend is listening right now, and she's probably thinking, yes, you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> Sorry, Jean. I do have the yet factor, which is like, but it hasn't happened yet, but it hasn't happened yet. It's been so many years, and you, know, you just have to be patient. And they're like, okay, that's what I'm here to learn. And if I don't get it, I'm probably going to die because I just am not getting it. <laughs> but I've gotten a little bit better at it. But I do believe that, you know, sometimes divine timing is plays more of a role than than we care to to give it credit for because people think well I've prayed to win the lottery and why am I not winning it well you know that's 
that's a biggie. <laughs> and, and, uh, and what, 70% of the people who won the lottery said they wish they wouldn't have. Yeah. So, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, so that that's, uh, that's more to your case there. A lot of it's in divine timing. I, I completely am in agreement with you on that. Yeah, and but if you maintain the faith, the divine timing will occur because I believe that we can also shift anything. We can make changes to anything and and set new intentions that, as you said, put more weight and will override a, a prior intention. So if you don't want to do that, you really need to maintain the focus, almost like running a program in the background of a computer and doing other intentions that are not related to the one that you really want because divine timing will play into place if, in fact, what we reach out toward is reaching toward us, it just may be a matter of time to actually meet. Right. And what we found uh, exactly is that we found that uh, we come into this uh, life experience with a, a certain set of desires and that over a period of time we manifest them, and that's how human evolution proceeds. You uh, you fulfill something, and then you have another desire, and you fulfill that. Ultimately, uh and presumably you get to the point where you don't have any desires anymore. You don't have those wants anymore. And you get to that place where the Buddhists call, uh, you know, desirelessness. And that's a great place to be. Um, and so uh, um, our, it's as if we bring in uh, these desires from our soul with us into this lifetime. And uh, the, the way we evolve is to go about the business of fulfilling them. And, and of course, these intenders' teachings are about how to get proficient at doing that. Yes. And and you're you're right. In fact, a few moments ago, when you measure, mentioned that um, the emotions, emo, when when emotions get involved, I think the intentions are much more difficult to make happen, to make manifest, because emotions are oh my god, they have a life of their own. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what I'm about to say about that. Apparently, <laughs> it. It's very true, though. Emotions can, because what it will do, something said in rage sometimes will manifest very quickly because you put so much energy toward it. You really did make that thing happen. And yet want, which is lack, if you want and want and want, you can push something off to doomsday. Hmm. It's just just an interesting... uh, uh, way to look at things. We, we've realized a couple of things over these many years of, uh, not 20 years now, of uh, consciously manifesting. Uh, and the first is that it, it's wise for us to get proficient at manifesting, not just dabble with it or fiddle around with it or check it out, but get good at getting that which we desire to come to us as easily and effortlessly as possible. Because if we don't do that, then we remain at the mercy of people and forces outside ourselves who may not care about us in the least. So Getting proficient at manifesting is number one. And, and the second thing we found uh, over these uh, many years of uh, putting this to use in our own lives and, uh, is that, uh, is that if we're, it works best in community, that uh, if we can really help each other in community by manifesting together. And I know there's those out there who say, oh, no, you don't, don't tell anybody else your intentions because... Uh, <laughs> That'll do them. That'll weaken them, you know. And uh, we do not subscribe to that. That has not been our experience at all um, in our intender circles. We've helped each other manifest all sorts of things over these 20 years and uh, and seen it work uh, uh, to, a, to a T, if you don't mind me using the... Uh, <laughs> not <right>? at all. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and the reason for that is because uh, it's easy to support others in the alignment uh, and align with others in their intentions if they're, everybody's standing for the highest good. Mm-hmm. Now, if people aren't standing for the highest good, there's, uh, you know, I can, uh, I can align and, and help somebody else uh, manifest their intentions uh, easily because uh, if it's not for the highest good, it won't manifest. Because so, what we say is what we get. It's, it's a very literal world. Uh, now the colors might change, the timing might change, and so forth. But you you do get what you say, you know. And uh, and so what we found is that there's a whole lot of people out there saying things that they wouldn't want to manifest in a jillion years. So um, we uh, in in community, uh, in these intenders community, we help each other uh, uh, because we're we'd be more vigilant with what it is we're creating with our everyday thoughts and words. And if 
somebody in my circle says uh, something that they that uh, is sabotaging or self-sabotaging or sounds like they're doubting in some way, we'll say, <coughs> hey, uh, you, know, you might not want to say that that way because it's just not going to give you the results you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I do crystal bowl concerts, and halfway through the concert, we all set an intention, and I have them write it down. And they come up, and they give me the intention, and I read it to make sure that it's in the proper format. I'm not trying to read what they want. I'm not trying to read their intention because, quite frankly, I couldn't remember all of them. But I just read how it's written. And I've sent people back to rewrite it because I've said, no, see, this isn't right. It should be in the present tense because if you're saying, I will have, every day you wake up and you will have, you'll never get it. So you need it in the present tense. So we go through all this. And one woman came up once and she said, look, I, you know, I have a master's in grammar. And I said, well, that's really good, but this is intentions, okay? <laughs> And it doesn't have anything to do with grammar. <laughs> the universe doesn't speak in English with proper grammar. It was really quite funny. <laughs> but I sent her back, and I send a lot of people back to write it out properly because they don't want to put something in that is never going to happen. They want to make sure that they're writing it out properly, or at least I think they should be writing it out properly because, you know, you when you put it to paper and you actually write it, you're putting more energy behind it. And then I'm playing the bowls around it, and that's got to help with it. So... Yep. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think that they just really have to uh, really think about it and set the intention. As you said, be vigilant because if you're not, if it's if it's a secret, then maybe it's not something that should be intended. Um, well, yeah, uh, and again, what we found is that, uh, you know, stating things in the, uh, in the present as if it's already happened, uh, Picturing the end result from the beginning. To us, that's the key to manifesting. In other words, one of the things we've seen over all these years of uh, sitting in intender circles, and I've been in them all across the country many times now, is, is that the most common um, phrasing, um, I don't want to use the word error, but uh, phrase, phrase that people use that sabotages them is, are the words to be. They'll say, I intend mm-hmm. to be happy. And I'm sure you send people back if that's written on their uh, thing yes. before you play. <laughs> you know, because uh, you can intend to be happy and wait at being in a state of waiting to be happy and definitely never quite reach happy or the owner of a new Toyota or whatever it is you're intending. So right. uh, we just uh, uh, we found that one of the best ways to intend is to act as if it's already done and just to uh, and to see it as a done deal. Because there's a, a, a huge difference in uh, what goes on in the world and what goes on in our imagination, and the intending is done from our imagination, from our this wondrous light working tool that we have that we call our imagination. And uh, in this imagination, we can think anything we want. So you might not have any uh, uh, person might not have any money in their bank account at, at the moment, but they can say, "I am rich. I am rich." Well, that's how you get rich, T. Yes. Keep doing it. Keep uh, treating it as a done deal. And then if you play the bowls after you do something like that, it really <laughs> magnifies everything. Because, uh, uh, and I'm just using that as an example, but. Uh, Right, and but I of, yeah, I believe that's very true. You know, you do um, people do put emphasis on things, and you, but it has to be in the present. It has to be the I am or I have you know, rather than I will or to be or, you know, something that puts it out there because you will never get it. You will never attain that, and then they'll wonder why. So basically, when we're reading your book and learning the intentions and how to write them, it's all in there, and, and you learn what it, various intentions are. And they're wonderful, and you learn that this is how you need to go forth and, and, and write them so that you are vigilant in what it is that you're doing, and it is for the highest healing good of you and yourself and everyone. Uh, exactly. You know, my teacher many years ago told me, he said, Tony said, you know, there's two creative phrases in the vocabulary. And he said, anything you put after these phrases, he said, you're going to get it. He said, and the first one, of course, you just said it is, is I am. Mm-hmm. Anything you put after that, you're going to get, it's, it's coming. And, uh, and the other one is I intend. Anything you put after I intend, that intending is a moving toward, it's coming. So, uh, what he said was, he said, never say, I am broke. Never right. Say, I am sick, lest you want to create these things. 
you see. So, again, it's back to that uh, being extra more vigilant of what it is we're creating with our everyday thoughts and words. That's the name of the mm. game on planet Earth nowadays. It absolutely is. We are talking with Tony Burrows, author of Get What You Want, The Art of Making and Manifesting Your Intentions. And you can learn more about Tony and the intenders of the highest good by visiting, there are three websites. The first one is www.intenders.com or www.visionalignmentproject.com. And then there is another one, www.highestlighthouse.com. Now, Tony, your book is based on life experiences and the way in which you use the intention process in your own life. And, I, you know, it's funny because when reading the book, it brought back so many things that, you know, you go back to the basics and you remember things that, you know, I ought not to have forgotten, but I did. And I started doing a few things and things started to manifest very quickly. And I thought, ooh, you can get back on this horse really fast. <laughs> I was wondering if you would like to share any of those experiences that you had with our listeners. Uh, a manifestation story of some sort? Yes. So, yeah, I'll be happy to. Um, uh, one that comes to mind is uh, I was in a, uh, a while back in um, – I was in Redding, California, Northern California, and uh, was going to a, a Nintendo circle there. And as I pulled into town, my uh, green Dodge van uh, started uh, sputtering. So I, I went into a mechanic shop there, and, and uh, they found that they couldn't even get the hood latch uh, to work. In other words, I had multiple issues. The hood latch is broken. You couldn't get in to see what was going on with the engine. So... Um, they went and started tinkering with all that and see if they could get it running better. And uh, um, as I was sitting there in the uh, uh, waiting room, a lady came in and put up a, a poster on the wall, and it had a, a beautiful white uh, Dodge van about 10 years newer than the one I had at the time. And it had uh, it was a, a small RV, actually, and it had all the bells and whistles. See, it had the, the fridge and the bed and the TV and the the bathroom and all that stuff. You could stand up in it, and I said, "Oh my goodness, uh, that's really uh, that's really special." So um, I uh, uh, finished in in Reading and uh, went to my next intender circle, which was up in Grants Pass, Oregon, and it was in a yoga studio there. And when it came my time to put my uh, intentions in the circle, I said, "I intend that I have a new." Uh, new RV, and it's got all the bells and whistles, everything I uh, ever dreamed I wanted, and uh, and that it comes to me freely, easily, and effortlessly. And finished our intentions uh, and gratitudes and so forth, and took a break, as we often do in the middle of a, a gathering like that, and I took a walk outside, and the fellow followed me out, and he uh, tapped me on the shoulder, and, uh, and I turned around, and he introduced himself, and uh, he said, Tony, he said, you know, he said, I, I just inherited more money, and I know what to do with it. I'll buy you a van. I'll buy you an RV. <laughs> I went back to Reading. I got the got the fancy one, the white one with all the bells and whistles. You know, it's so funny. I knew when I said I'm going to ask this question. He's going to talk about the van. I just know it <laughs> because that is a really cool story. That was like so fast. Yeah, so fast, and just uh, uh, it was. Uh, I can't tell you how your heart leaps when things like that happen. And that's what's supposed to be happening all the time. And, of course, uh, you know, we just happen to be brought up in a world where we've been uh, taught to uh, limit ourselves. But what we're finding out in, in these most uh, uh, poignant of times is that we're we're expanding and our capabilities are expanding and uh, we can uh, we can truly uh, become conscious creators of uh, of uh, our world and the world as a, at, uh, as a whole. Yeah, we really need to become more self-empowered. And, and you know, that sometimes is difficult for people to do. Is there a secret to becoming self-empowered? Well, uh, the for me, I would, and for those of you who are listening out there today, uh, I'd give you four words that uh, put everything in a nutshell of, uh, in terms of what we uh, have learned over these many years. And, and these four words are, are envision only positive outcomes. Envision only positive outcomes. If you want to know a key, that's a key. And that is absolutely true because 
things will happen and you'll think, okay, and all of a sudden if you take a step back, if you are aware enough to take a step back and say, wait a minute, this is not, I'm not going to let this happen. And I've done this a couple of times in my life. I don't do it all the time, though. I know that. I'm not, I'm not really proficient at it because sometimes I just figure, okay, well, it is what it is because I hear that all the time. And I'm like, no, it isn't it is what it is. It can be what I want it to be. And if you just envision only positive outcomes, and I forget what, what the instance was just last week I said to somebody, so I pictured a magnificent outcome, and lo and behold, there it was. <laughs> and it worked. Yep. yep, it works. You know, that's the thing. The law of attraction, or we call it the intention process, but the law of attraction works. I'm living proof to it. I've spent my entire adult life. I haven't taken a job. I've done everything I can do to uh, just put this law of attraction to practical use in my own life because, I, you know, if I'm writing about it like a, and writing all these books, I have to I have to have integrated it into my own life, and that's what these books are all about. They're stories of uh, uh, how things came to me, and sometimes things come at the last minute, uh, and you're getting ready to pull your hair out and say, how can this ever happen? But uh, it always has come around. Everything I've ever needed and, and most of what I wanted came to me just because I intended it to. Well, now, here's a good question, because you're right. Sometimes you do get to a point where you're pulling your hair out, and I do get that we need to stay positive so that we can remain in the flow of our life, and, and I know it is so vital to use positive language all the time. Having said that, though, it's almost as though we aren't allowed to vent or get angry, because if we do, it's seemingly like we're taking 10 steps backward. It's, it's like a we feel like we're being tested or punished and we can't take it anymore and you are ready to do get angry and everything. What is up with that? I mean, sometimes things still don't manifest. You got angry and, and you got over it, you know, and, and it didn't happen, but you, you have to keep moving on. Are we allowed to get angry and vent? Does it really push us back or are we, do, are we sabotaging ourselves when we do that? Uh, I, I can't answer that question for you. It's okay. sort of uh, it's a, in a, a field that I'm not as uh, familiar with. I can tell you what goes on in my life, and I get angry at things or, uh, on a, occasion, and uh, and I can't tell whether it sabotaged me or not because uh, in, indeed things still seem to manifest. Mm-hmm. It's not so much uh, anger. Oftentimes, it's uh, it's just an, it's, uh, increasing the juice. You know, just being more emotional. Um, and I, I think uh, I think there is, for me, what I do is I, you know, I, like I said, those four words, envision only positive outcomes. But then I, there's a little caveat I, for myself I add at the end of those. But don't be attached to them, you see. And, <clears throat> and as I go through my life, I'm finding that I have less and less anger uh, because I... Uh, not as attached to the outcomes. In other words, I'm I'm still envisioning what I want. I'm still putting my imagination to use. I'm still using the law of attraction uh, in its uh, highest and best form, and so forth. And uh, and yet, uh, uh, if there's something that doesn't come to me, uh, I'm not attached to it, and therefore I don't have that emotional charge which needs to come out in the form of anger as much as I used to. And that's what's. And I think a lot of people are right there in that same boat nowadays, just because of uh, the way the world's going. And I think that comes with practice, because it's not easy to detach. Yeah, I think part of that, just for me, and I'll, is that uh, you got to get some of the things you want first. It's like uh, you, you know, if a person doesn't get anything that they want, then they're going to get probably get angry after a while but if you, mm-hmm. if you have a steady flow of getting what you want and most of your life is going pretty good then you start to see this process work and but if you don't see it work for a while and, and then you probably are going to get frustrated and angry with it and uh, and uh, after you get things uh, more of the things you want uh, in your life then you do tend to get less attached at a certain point uh, to the outcomes of things and uh, I think a whole lot of us are uh, coming to that, you know, the Course in Miracles was very clear about all of that. that uh, and so is the Buddhist religion, you know. Attachment is what causes suffering. And and so uh, we can still go after something, you can still intend something, but you, you don't want to be so attached to the outcome that 
you're going to blow your cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And yet I think a lot of us do it. Lord knows I've done it. I've been in that boat many a time, you know, and I'm sure there are other people who have as well, you know. But when you get to that point where you're feeling like nothing ever works right for me, maybe the the thing to do is to start small with small intentions and watch them blossom and manifest so that you can become good at it and see the goodness that's coming and then it kind of is like a domino. It just perpetuates and just it just keeps yeah. flowing, like you said. Um, and and yeah. that may be where some people need to start. Uh, yeah, you just uh, you know uh, I've got to uh, tell you too that there have been times. I'm still answering your question uh, about the anger. There have been times when I've shaken my fist at the sky and gone, God, what are you doing to me here? And and. And that has that has seemed to work on occasion. <laughs> Barbara Marciniak in her Bringers of the Dawn tells you, "Hey, it's all right to get feisty with spirit. You know, get a little feisty with spirit sometimes." So I do, and as long as I'm not coming from a hateful point of view, as long as I'm coming from a, a, a you know a relatively unattached. I mean, of course, obviously, I wouldn't be screaming at this guy if I wasn't somewhat attached. But uh, right. as long as there's not a vehement, uh, you know, an ugliness about it, I think it's okay. It well, I'm glad it? that you do it, too, because I've done it many a time. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it probably was very, very wrong. <laughs> you know, but now I know, okay, it's all right, we're all human. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. One of the things we're learning nowadays is you don't uh, you don't uh, shove your anger under the rug so much as you do embrace it uh, so you can find out what's going on in the dark there. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got other shows that people have talked about that in depth. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we've gone down a lot of different roads. Now, as part of the intenders, you wrote the code, which is 10 Intentions for a Better World, which they're beautiful. That's really neat, too. How did you come up with that? I mean, it must have been hard to come up with just 10, but you did. You managed to come up with this code. Where did that come from? It came from the creative process itself. I, I was walking on the beach at the time uh, in Grover Beach, California, which is central California, and I'd been taking care of a lady who was making her transition at the time, a hospice kind of work, and, and she uh, 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 she was asleep, so I went and took a walk on the beach for a while, and, uh, and I just got this download, and I knew I was going to get it, and I fortunately I had a piece of paper and a pencil with me, and I went over and sat down and in, uh, amongst some uh, sand dunes there on the edge of the beach, and and uh, this uh, the code just came down, and I just wrote it down as fast as I could. Uh, it was it was that kind of experience, and uh, and so uh, uh, and as you know, they all start with S. Interestingly enough, support life, seek truth, set your course, simplify, stay positive, synchronize, serve others, shine your light, share your vision, and synergize. And and, uh, and there's words for each one. For instance. Uh, the third one, set your course. As I begin the creative process, I give direction to my life. I set my course, and and uh, the the process it, it just came through the creative process. T and one of the things that I do, and I did it before I came on the air today with you, and I do it for I sit down to write uh, or uh, pick up a, a pad or talk to a group or whatever I'm going to do creatively is I say, am I make an intention, or say a prayer, whatever you want to call it. And, and it goes like this. I, uh, I say I intend that everything needing to be known is known here this day, and that all of my words and all of all of our words are clear and precise and uplifting and helpful and fun, that we are mm. all guided, guarded, protected throughout this entire experience, and that everything we say and do serves the highest and best good of the universe, ourselves, and everyone everywhere. And so be it, and so it is. And I say that, and then I be quiet for a minute, and all of a sudden, information starts coming in. And that's the way I do it. And anybody, that little uh, uh, intention prayer there that I just uh, um, uh, said to you, it's in most of my books. That, uh, mm-hmm. People just, uh, use that one, and it's an, uh, like an access to their uh, higher intuition. It'll, it'll start, to, it'll jog the creative juices. Yes, and in your book, Get What You Want, it's on page 161. <laughs> so 
look it up if you have the book, and if you don't, when you buy the book, go to page 161, and you will be able to see that. I love those little intentions you have throughout the book. They're wonderful. Uh, you know, I was thinking, gee, you should put these on cards because they'd be so easy to just flip through and pick one for, you know, a moment in need, and you would get what you want, I'm quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know it's it's really something they're 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 amazing and the code is good too because if you look at the code each day and you just read through it after a while i really think it starts changing things in your brain so that you are looking at things totally differently you know and and you just kind of yeah you just kind of become what the code is saying I don't know if that was part of the process at all when it was downloaded to you, but I'm thinking the divine kind of knew that, and that's why they gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, just I feel so blessed to have been the person that uh, received this, and and, uh, and at the uh, at the same time just uh, uh, doing my best to get it out to the world. And so I will tell your listeners that it's a free download on Intenders.com. There's a page there that says the. The code poster, and it's just a poster. You can put it up on your fridge or your wall, uh, anywhere, and, and just uh, say these uh, intentions. And if you don't know what intentions to say, these are like the intender's greatest hits. They'll be, uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll get you going, and things will start uh, uh, activating in your life right away. Saying that's a great analogy because it is. And I, and I believe it does, because even on a bad day, if I pull out the code and I read it, I'll see it and I'll say, huh, okay, start to shift a little bit. And you can almost feel the shift happening to you. You can feel the energy shift because you're reading something that you know is very powerful and very good. Mm-hmm. That's what I do, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, and I am going to say earlier you said that you haven't taken a job, and I'm listening to you speak, and you're helping a a, a woman who was uh, in, in hospice or whatever, and I'm thinking, okay, he hasn't taken a job with another, with a company, but this man works right. and does a lot of things, so it's not like, you know, you're traveling like a hobo, okay? <laughs> like, no, no this no, man no. does an incredible amount of work. It's great, beautiful work that you're doing. a lot of work to write nine books and and put out three videos three and, and four major yeah. websites. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot that goes oh, yeah, into I, it, I, and you, you've done it all really well. <laughs> Let's say that, you know. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, is there... Is there some simple tip, let's say, that somebody would could put into practice today, you know, to start them on their journey to highest good manifestations is there something that would be like a i guess almost like a trigger because we can say oh well start an intention and do this but so that they will want to continue to do this is there some starting point i guess well first of all uh, interestingly we were told in the early days of the intenders when um, we were told that uh, there's a beginner's luck factor and that there are uh, guides who follow these groups around because we do stand for the highest good and they see to it that your first few intentions are manifested unmistakably you can't miss it so if somebody's just wanting to get started with it i would say just get up in the morning and say your intentions you know that's the thing we found is that the people who get up in the morning and say their intentions the first thing or within the first half an hour or so that everything goes better for them as opposed to somebody else who uh, gets up in the morning and has a cup of coffee and hits the ground running. Well, anything goes for that person. But uh, if you just get up in the morning and say a few intentions, I intend that I am happy, healthy, the owner of a new uh, refrigerator, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just uh, um, And you'll see that you'll get manifestations right away as long as you use that highest good clause and say that in order for it to manifest, must serve the highest good of everyone everywhere. And, and so um, that would be my advice. And then also to get together with a group of like-minded and light-hearted people every week or so, uh, at, at least once a month, but preferably every week or two, and put intentions in a circle. And that uh, uh, nowadays what we're working on and what we've been working on for this last month is to uh, – uh, is to create what we call uh, intenders manifesting cyber circles. In other words, we found that there is uh, uh, these Google Hangouts online, that they are a good interface, uh, they're a good format for uh, people to meet together and be able to see each other uh, and make your intentions together online 
in these uh, intender cyber circles. So we've been uh, starting to do that and putting up YouTubes of people in these cyber circles and manifesting and so forth. And and this gives people an opportunity to get together with people who, uh, when they don't have uh, somebody nearby or in the neighborhood or don't have another group going on in the, in their town, well, you can get on the computer nowadays and uh, uh, through uh, uh, intenders.com or highestlighthouse.com, and we'll connect you with a uh, an intender cyber circle, and you can start to manifest that way. That's really cool. Yeah, because it, it doesn't matter if you're in person or not. Yeah. Right. The mm-hmm. distance doesn't make any difference. No. Nope. You can still even the oneness. The, you can still you still feel the camaraderie. You you feel the friendship, and we've. It's like uh, our first Intender Cyber Circle. We're, we've developed a family, and one person's in India, and another person, two of them are in Canada, and the rest of us are in the U.S. here, and, and uh, the distance isn't making any difference. We're like a team all cheering for each other and supporting each other in the manifestation of our dreams. You know, and the other thing that you said in your book that I thought was so important was that, and we forget this, we don't do this. When we're children and we want something, we ask for it because we don't know any different. And then we learn, well, somehow we learn and we're taught, and I really believe we are taught, that you can't ask for things because either you're not, it makes you feel like you're not deserving or worthy, and so we don't ask. And yet, it's critical to ask. That's what you need to do, because otherwise, how is spirit, God, the universe going to know? Yes, they can read your mind, but you have to ask. You need to be able to say, you know, may I have this or or this is something that I really would want. And that, in effect, is asking by putting it out there. When we're kids, we say, may I have or can I have this, Mom? And we get a yes or a no. But now we're not asking. We're kind of just putting it out there. But essentially, it is asking. And that's very important to learn that all over again because it does go away so quickly, I, I think. Yes, absolutely. Uh you know, I tell my audiences to uh, to indelibly imprint three letters on their mind: A S K. Just mm-hmm. that, and it, and that's what opens the doors. So uh, it's exactly right. So because we put our we put our own. Yeah, we put our own limitations out there. I had a, a, a patient who came to me. She had cancer, and she absolutely loves the. Um, what is it called? McDonald's makes a St. Patrick's Day green shake. And, you know, I don't know what it's called, but it's a, it's a green shake. And she loved them. And she told me that, and it was getting toward the end of March, and she was not able to get them anymore. So after she left, in the end of the day, I went down to McDonald's. I talked to the manager, and I said, can I buy some of the syrup? And he said, well, what do you want it for? And I explained it to him, and he said, okay, and he gave it to me. And she came in you know, a few days later, and I gave it to her, and she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, I went down, and I just said, you know, I wanted to buy some. And they said, no, here, you can take it. And she said, all you did was ask? And I said, yeah, that's how we get what we want in life. You are never going to know unless you ask. How will you know if you don't ask? And it was like a light bulb went off in her. She thought, wow, okay, I never thought of that. We lose that early on, which is a shame. Yeah, and we've uh, actually we shut down ourselves from receiving. We've been taught that it's not good to receive even. We, right. A lot of people out there... Um, are good at giving, but they, you know, when it comes to receiving, oh no, I don't need that, even though they do, or, or, uh, and uh, and therefore they don't ask, and and so one of the things too in that respect uh, has to do with uh, one of the things on the code that says, uh, you know, I'm open to receive from both expected and unexpected sources, and yes. that if a person and those of you who are listening out here today to to this show, if you uh, it will just open yourself up to receiving from unexpected sources. And then you have just uh, uh, multiplied your ability to manifest tenfold or more. And people don't uh, realize that when we uh, when we think that ha- things have to come to us via predetermined channels, then we shut ourselves off from our abundance. So mm-hmm. open for the hand out of the sky and just allowing anything, things to come to us from any direction, anywhere, even though we didn't think it was going to come. And, and people ask me, well, how did you get through all those years without taking a job and, 
you know, getting into the mainstream and all that. Well, I was open to receive from uh, both expected and unexpected sources, and most of the time things came from unexpected sources, T. I bet you anything you always said thank you, too. Oh, boy. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's a huge I'm one. <laughs> gratitude all the, we don't yes. even say our intentions without saying our gratitudes first, because your gratitudes are an acknowledgement of your intention having manifested. You see, right. people put that two and two together and they see they express their uh, they, they say their intention and then they see the manifestation of it and then they express their gratitude for it uh, and uh, that starts the wheel rolling around again so gratitude and intention go hand in hand and it's it's very much also an awareness of you may not get like you said unexpected sources okay so yesterday we had a hurricane here in the northeast, Hurricane Sandy, in November, and I had a pergola in my yard. It's made of wood. It fell over. It did not break. But the two, two of the four stakes made of steel bent at a 90-degree angle, so now they're not any good anymore. So I took them off the pergola. I called the company and said, I want to order these parts. And she took my name and my address, and she said, okay, we'll send it out. And I said, well, do you take American Express? And she said, no, no, we're just going to send them out. And I said, really? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, well, thank you very much. And I hung up the phone and I called a friend and told her. And she goes, well, that was really nice. Well, then a couple of hours later, I called the company and I said, you know, you didn't invoice me for coming in and checking out the fireplace. And she said, well, we didn't fix anything. And I said, well, I know that, but the guy came out and, and I'm going through my stuff and I'm paying my bills. I wanted to make sure I paid your invoice. She goes, oh, no, that's a customer courtesy call. I said, oh, my goodness. So money comes mm. to you in ways that I didn't have to expend anything. These things were given to me. I can't tell you how many thank you, thank you, thank yous I said for both of them because they were totally mm -hmm. unexpected. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's funny how that works, but when you see it and you acknowledge it, I think that opens the door for more things to come in. Yes, exactly. Yep. Wow. I can't believe this, Tony. We're almost out of time. But before we go, I really would like you to tell our listeners how they can learn more about you, the Intenders Group, where they can purchase you know, this book, all your other books, anything that you want to promote, go ahead and promote it because you just are a plethora of wonderful information. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, uh, all my books are available at uh, www.intenders.com or highestlighthouse.com, all one word, highestlighthouse.com. And, and uh, and also there are several uh, free freebies, free sources there, resources there for you. Uh, there's the code poster. There's the uh, bridge messages, which uh, this new book that uh, the T is talking about here is called Get What You Want, The Art of Making and Manifesting Your Intentions. Um, it's published by uh, Viva Editions. They, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's also out in uh, a free form if you're willing to wait every, uh, every other day for one of these messages to come uh, in your email to you. So that's called the Intenders Bridge Messages. And then there's also the Vision Alignment Project, which is a, another freebie. And uh, that came from a dream I had uh, a little over a year ago that uh, woke me up and said, start a website, call it the Vision Alignment Project, and um, put up your visions of your ideal world uh, per the uh, ninth intent of the code, share your vision. I create my ideal world by envisioning it and telling others about it. And uh, then uh, write just a paragraph or two about every uh, subject you can think of. And, and I did that. I've written, there's over 400 of these visions now, uh, everything from bringing the highest good into the business arena to the better treatment of the dolphins. You, and, uh, and I put a big green, yes, I align with this button underneath each vision and told folks that if you, uh, if you push this button, you are actively and consciously uh, adding to the creation of this vision that is a way for people to make a difference. And they hit the button, and, uh, and it goes to a hit counter. and shows how many people have aligned with the visions. And, and uh, we are now over a million, just coming on a million and a quarter alignments to all of these visions that I've written. Uh, so uh, the Vision Alignment Project is extremely uplifting, and, and it will be a way for people out there to know they can make a difference. And that's visionalignmentproject.com. And, again, you can find out any of this stuff on uh, and intenders.com and sign up for any of these free programs. And, and I'd start out with my little Intenders handbook, little $4 handbook. Uh, you can get it ebook or MP3 or uh, CDs and so forth. And it's, a, uh, it's the starter. It's the, uh, the fundamentals of, of what we've uh, learned. And then uh, after that, you can go to the, all these other nine books, which are eight books that are uh, 
uh, just uh, uh, take you from there and, and to the advanced mode. So uh, everything that you have question? is wonderful. Yes, it does. I mean, that's just wonderful. The Vision Alignment Project, I'm a part of that. I get that, and I hit that button, and I'm, I'm one of those million and a half people. And, yeah, it's great. It is. You do such wonderful work. And, listeners, you know, we need you to spread the word. You enjoy what you hear on the show, so share it with your friends. Send the link to the show so that they can be made aware of all the wonderful things that are offered here on this show. All of my guests share their time freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes of their day to help us all. And as you are all aware, they do it at no charge. You pay nothing for the wisdom and knowledge that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio from all these wonderful guests who share their time and expertise with us. So make sure you pass the word to your friends, your family, so that they can also they'll be able to grow and learn and make this world better for Thank you again, Tony, for sharing your time with all of us this evening. I very, very, very much appreciate your being here. It's been wonderful. Oh, it's an honor for me to tea. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show. So go ahead and mark your calendar now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. That's quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year. There is a Crystal Bowl concert coming up on June 9th, so if you're in the tri-state area and you'd like to stop by, feel free. Don't forget to follow me, follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most magical week and a wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
but giving. 